Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Truth. I'm your host, the one you love the most, Niall Hessen, back with another episode here in The Truth, back with my boy, AJ Ponciano. AJ, how are you doing here today? I'm doing good. How are you now? Doing great as well. Today, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be doing our weekly MLB show. It's great to have AJ back. Uh, he missed last week's show. There was a lot of Wi-Fi issues and just conflicting schedules. I mean, it's, it's hard to get, I guess, a schedule going when, obviously, you're out there practicing. I'm out practicing. We're both still collegiate athletes. I'm two hours ahead of AJ, so there's just a lot of conflicting times. And just didn't work out last week, but I, I pulled it together. It was difficult, but we got through it. And today we're back, back and better than ever. And we're going to go through each team the past week here and kind of talk about the past week for them and maybe some things that surprised us, maybe some things that didn't. And we're going to be talking about Monday, Monday, September 4th, really, through Sunday, September 10th. I know as we're time of recording this podcast, there are some games going on right now, but we're going to focus on the past week for each team. Kicking things off with the Atlanta Braves, who are the best team in baseball, sitting with a 94-49 and record, 6-4 and in their last 10. Had a three-game set versus the Cardinals. They actually lost the first two out of three, but won the final game there. And then had a three-game set against Pittsburgh. They were able to take two out of three. For the Braves, they've been continuing to do good. Max Reed had a good start going six innings, six hits, three and runs, four Ks and two walks in that lone win there against the Cardinals, which was nice to at least take one there and not get swept by a team like the Cardinals. As mentioned, they also had some other wins against the Pirates. They won 8-2. to two. Bryce Elder goes seven innings, four hits, two runs, nine Ks, and a walk. Acuna looks great. Matt Olsen look, gr- looks great. Acuna got a little bit of a skirmish with the Pirates' Oviendo recently as well. So, Braves continue to be the best in baseball. They're sitting with a 94-49 and 49 record and don't really seem to be stopping anytime soon. Yeah, like you said, the Braves' best team in baseball right now. Uh, Max Fried had a good start. Bryce Elder had a bounce-back start. Uh, His have been a little bit rough as recently, just as a whole. Uh, But with seven innings, only two earned, nine strikeouts, got the win there. Allen Willens had a good start as well, six and a third, two earned, eight Ks there. Just overall, his pitching staff's been solid. The pen's been solid. Mike Soroka did have a rough start, though, only going three innings, five earned run, two home runs, did have six strikeouts in the last outing this offense is unstoppable Matt Olson's past week is hitting 500 has more walks than strikeouts four home runs 10 RBIs two doubles eight runs Acuna 368 two stolen bags five walks to one strikeout 10 RBIs four home runs seven runs there Ed Rosario's heating up Michael Harris's two home runs hitting 333 two doubles seven runs five RBIs Ozzy Albies had a home run Azuna's hit, been hitting well the last couple Weeks Austin Riley still in this lineup. I think a lot of people forget about him, just how much firepower there is between Acuna and Olsen, how much attention they get. But Riley this past week came 316 and two home runs, a triple, two RBIs, and four runs there. The Miami Marlins are 74 and 69, eight and two in their last 10, had a three game set at home against the Dodgers, won the first two, two out of three in that series. Then they had a three-game set of Philadelphia, took two out of three there as well. For the Marlins, it's been an up-and-down week, to say the least. I mean, they lost Alcantara to the IL, 15-day IL, which does hurt them as a whole. You look at some of the other pitching performances that they had. I mean, Uri Perez, I mentioned in the past week, not this week, but the past week, kind of got screwed. David Robertson blew two saves for him. 
wasn't fun being Uri Perez there. But, I mean, David Perez did do better. He actually picked up a win there against the Phillies. It was kind of an interesting week for the Marlins, too, especially on the offensive side. Ryan Pepiot against the um, <laughs> Dodgers – I'm sorry, against the Marlins when they played the Dodgers was flirting with a perfect game for a period of time throughout the game. And then they were actually getting no hit by the Phillies and Rangers Suarez and came back to win that game there 5-4. to four. So kind of a weird contrasting styles, winning a no-hitter game five to four and then you know getting no hit by Pepe and the Dodgers losing ten to zero. But for the Marlins it's expe- exactly where you would expect them to be. Edwin Cabrera to pick up a win against the Dodgers going four innings, one hit, no under eight Ks and two walks. The biggest thing as I say every week with the Marlins is their offensive production does need to be better because if their offensive production does come into uh, play for their offense, and they're able to score more runs. This is a team that can go deep. And then obviously getting Sandy Alcantara back and healthy. Although he's been an up-and-down year, he is still you know, their ace and the guy that they look to in tight situations. Yeah, losing Sandy is going to hurt. Uh, but Uri Perez coming back from the minors, his last few starts have been great. Last outing with five innings, two earned, uh, four strikeouts, had three walks. It was just Lizardo has MV or not, Cy Young type stuff. It just depends on his control a lot of the times. But six innings, two earned, six strikeouts there. Uh, overall, the bullpen was all right. Uh, Edward Cabrera came out of the bullpen. Uh, he was starting before. He got a win there. Went four innings, shut out with eight Ks for himself. Braxton Garrett in a start. Did get a loss, but only went three and two-thirds with only one earned run. Did have one hit by pitch and three walks, four strikeouts there. But, yeah, this team losing Sandy is going to be big, uh, especially a team that potentially could have pushed for a playoff spot, especially a wild card spot. Offensively, Jazz Chisholm seeing 318, uh, has stolen base, two home runs, four RBIs, two runs. Josh Bell keeps on raking for the Miami. He had a home run, a double, one run, three RBIs, seeing 300. Garrett Hampton, uh, Hampson sorry, has been a lot better, had a home run this week as well. Jake Berger is also another guy who's been raking uh, – and his defense has also been much approved. He also had a home run, two RBIs, two doubles, three runs there. Brian De La Cruz uh, had two home runs. Same with uh, uh, Jesus Sanchez. Sticking with the NL East, the Philadelphia Phillies are 78-65, and 4-6 and six in their last 10. Had a three-game set at San Diego where they were able to take two out of three there. And then, as mentioned, on a three-game set versus the Marlins, they ended up losing two out of three. For the Phillies, it's been pretty consistent, especially as of late. Zach Wheeler had a really good start, going six innings, one hit, no one runs, seven Ks, and two walks, improved to 11-6 and six on the year. That was a big one there for them against the Padres. Again, Padres seem to be out of the postseason, but it's always nice to win against potential you know, rivals there. The offense really was great. I mean, Brandon Marshall, a good bases clearing knock. I saw a stat, you know, Trey Turner got 10 home runs and 21 RBIs in his last 11 games. If that's really true, kind of start from the bottom now here. We obviously saw how disappointing Trey Turner has been for the Phillies throughout the season, but being able to get him back is huge. Uh, Bryce Harper had a two-run home run in the ninth inning to tie the game today, and I believe they ended up losing that one. But their bats are obviously no question. They've got a great start in rotation. Dominguez, Anthony Dominguez has struggled tremendously, though. I think he's blown two saves if I'm not mistaken in the last three games they got to figure out their bullpen a little bit but their offense has definitely been carrying them and they got guys like Wheeler, Nola and guys that they can filter around in the pitching south and they're sitting with a 78 and 65 record right now and currently sitting as the top wild card spot seemingly three and a half games up against you know any other team that's competing for it so the Philadelphia Phillies are in a great position right now. Yeah the Phillies have been hot uh, not just their offense but their pitching has been solid as a whole keeping him in games. Zach Wheeler, six innings, shutout, seven Ks there for himself. Noah did get hit around. He 
uh, four inning or four and a third, four and runs, six strikeouts. Ranger sent, or, yeah, Ranger Suarez, sorry, has been a lot better, uh, especially the last few starts. He went six and a third, three earned, ten strikeouts. The Renzen, I I want to say it's a fluke, but it's kind of his first two starts so definitely seem like a fluke uh, with the Phillies since being traded over. Last outing, six innings, six earned runs, seven runs total, one home run, three walks to one strikeout, got the loss there. Tom Walker keeps on getting hit around five and a third, five earned there. Had two hit by pitches and three walks in his last start, five strikeouts. Bullpen has been bad. You have mentioned the, the blown saves. Sir Anthony Dominguez there. That isn't the best sign. It was him and I believe Matt Strom both both blue saves uh, this past week, but your top guys like Jose Alvarado have been solid along those lines. This offense has been insane. Kyle Schwarber is hitting a home run every other day. Uh, the last week came 364, three home runs, five RBIs, eight runs. Harper, as you mentioned, the two run homer in the ninth. He had a home run, five RBIs, two stolen bases, a double, four runs. Trey Turner's been mashing him 429 this past week, three home runs, five RBIs, six runs there, stolen base as well. Bombs been solid, has three doubles this past week. Castellanos uh, is a little bit, I would say he's slumping, but he is down. But honestly, the other guys in this lineup have been picking him up. Brandon Marsh has been solid since coming back from his little minor league rehab stint. Bryson Stott has been solid all year. Uh, he had two stolen bases, uh, hit pretty well this week, and same with JT Ramuto. The St. Louis Cardinals are 63-86-4 and 86 and four in their last 10. It has not been a fun season for Cardinals fans. They had a three-game set at Atlanta where they did take two out of three, so being the best team in baseball two out of three times was nice. They also took two out of three at Cincinnati, kind of not necessarily crushing their postseason dreams, but kind of hindering a divisional rival there. Zach Thompson goes five innings, five hits, three and runs, six Ks, and three walks in that win, four to three win there against the Reds. Taking a look at some other games as well, they won nine to four against the Reds. Their offense was really kind of coming alive there. Their offense was having you know good success, uh, which is something that was expected with how good their you know offense is with Goldschmidt, Arenado, Mason Wynn hit his first home run. Tommy Edmonds been on fire, so their bats have been really good. But more than anything for the Cardinals again, it's just a rebuilding phase. But it was a really good week for them, taking two out of three against two reliable options and, and two potentially postseason teams. Uh, so it was nice for Cardinals fans to kind of take a look at that and, and dive deeper. Yeah, the pitching side as a whole has been disappointing. I think the offense has held up. Uh, I want to, from the beginning, Nolan Arenado and Goldschmidt, you could say they started they had a really bad start to the season, but it definitely picked it up. On the pitching side, Miles My, Michael is two starts, 12 innings, eight earned, five home runs to four strike. Outside only four strikeouts in this 12 innings. One and one record there. Adam Wainwright keeps on getting hit around five and <clears throat> excuse me, five and two thirds. Six earned four home runs in one start. Three walks to four strikeouts got the loss. To go to Hudson, five innings, five earned. Uh, had one hit by pitch, three walks, two strikeouts. Zach Thompson, five innings, three earned. Uh, Drew Rom, two and two thirds, four earned, two home runs there. Honestly, this pitching staff, they needed help. They needed to do, do something at the deadline for pitching. And they couldn't even do that. The offense hasn't been bad, though. Arenado's past week hit, is only hitting 269. Has stolen base RBI, two, one double, seven runs there. Tommy Edmond had two doubles, four RBIs, two runs. Nolan Gorman's been uh, a lot better this past week than he has been most season. Had three home runs, six RBIs, two, one double, seven runs in five games. Tyler Neal hasn't been bad. Had a home run, four, two RBIs, one double, three runs. Wilson Contreras is finally consistently in the lineup. 
uh, this past week. Had three home runs, nine RBIs, and four runs for himself. Jordan Walker's also been hitting really well as recently. The Tampa Bay Rays are 88-56, and 6-4. Had a three-game set versus the Red Sox. Took the final two out of three there. Had a four-game set versus Seattle at home. Took three out of four there. Look, they've been playing great baseball. Eflin picked up a win going five innings in that final game there against the Mariners. They also won, you know, seven, five, and seven to four. You know, good hitting performances. Andy Diaz recently hit a two one home run. I believe Tyler Glass now had a career-high 14 strikeouts in six innings. That's absolutely nice to see for multiple reasons. One, 14 strikeouts in six innings for us pitchers that know is very good. And second, the fact that it was Tyler Glass on injuries in the past. So good to see him have some success there. They had dropped the first one to Seattle. That's because Luis Castillo pitched really well. But as men... for East lead and they love um, I mean as a twins you know I don't really but the rest obviously makes you win the division especially the way that, that they started the season yeah the Rays have been solid I mean pitching's been there unfortunately Shane Mack is out uh, you're going to get Tommy John. Uh, he's out for the rest of this year. The playoff push and most likely most all of last or all of next year. Eflin, as you mentioned, had a really good start. Then he had one okay start. Had two outings total, ten innings, six earned runs. Uh, did a lot of one home run, but did have 13 strikeouts. Zach Little had, Lytle has been a lot better. Uh, he's been he was used earlier as just like one of those opener type roles, but as a recent, he's been uh, pitching really well and going deep into games. He did go eight innings in his last start, got the loss, only like one earned run in four innings. That was a really close game, really well-pitched game. Taj Bradley, since coming up, uh, being called up from the minors, had a start with four – sorry, six and a third, had four earned runs with three home runs. So long ball's still been a problem for him. Uh, that's been his problem was why he, sent back, he, why he was sent back down to the minors for a little bit. Uh, Tyler Glasnow, as you mentioned, had a really good start. Six innings, one earned, 14 strikeouts. That's pretty That's pretty good right there. Uh, got the win there. Savali got hit around in the start a little bit. Five, in five innings, four runs. Had one hit by pitch, three walks, three Ks. Pete Fairbanks has been dominant. He's three for three in his last three save opportunities with 11 Ks in four innings. And so far, the bullpen, I'm seeing all zeros this past week in the bullpen. The only only people who are allowed to earn this past week are the starting pitchers. The entire bullpen did not allow a single run, if I am reading this right. And then on the offense side, Jose Siri has been one of the hottest hitters of recently. He's emerged back uh, as well. As good as defense he played in the center, his bat's been a lot better in recent. He had triple, two doubles, three runs. Yandy Diaz is, I believe, now in the MVP discussion. Uh, had a home run, three RBIs, a double, five runs there. Brendan Lau, two home runs, seven RBIs, two doubles, four runs. Isaac Paradis, two home runs, four RBIs, a double, two runs. Josh Lowe has been solid, had two, R- two RBIs, two doubles, one run there. Just overall, his team's been really high, and they've been doing this really well without Wander Franco. 
The Diamondbacks are 75 and 69, six and four in their last 10. They had a four, uh, three game set, excuse me, versus the Rockies. were able to take two out of three. Then they won three out of four, including the first three games there at Chicago. Pivotal series for multiple reasons. Um, you know, for them, they were, had a good offensive showcase. And recently they called up Jordan Lawler, had a good debut there, good start to his career. Um, in Arizona, pitching obviously was pretty solid as well. They had one on the eighth, uh, one to zero. Callen goes the full nine, three hits, no runs, nine Ks, one walk. Definitely a potential, not necessarily a sleeper, but uh, I almost just said a Heisman candidate, a Cy Young candidate, or maybe a Heisman candidate in the state of football. Who knows? Ryan Nelson rejoined the rotation as well. Ryan Nelson went five and two thirds, two hits, one runs, three Ks, and two walks. So a good start for the Diamondbacks rotation. It was good for the Diamondbacks to get back into the swing of things and find ways to have success for the Diamondbacks right now in the wild card spot. They're sitting as the final wild card. So it's pivotal for them to keep winning these ball games and, and keep finding ways to improve and, and move forward in the right direction. But they seem to be in, in, in good standing right now. Yeah, overall, it's been solid. Uh, pitching has been a lot better over recent. The offense is starting to heat up. Uh, Brendan Piff, uh, his last outing, uh, he made one start and came had one appearance out of the pen with nine and two-thirds in total, seven runs, three home runs, eight strikeouts, one hit by pitch, four walks, and I lost there. You mentioned Gallon, his CG uh, complete game, nine strikeouts there. Merrill Kelly went five and two-thirds, one earned run. Had five walks with his strikeouts, so the walks were up in the start, but only allowed one run to run, which was good. Ryan Nelson had a solid outing. Ryan Thompson came out of the pen three times this past uh, this past week. Zach Davies in his one outing this week went three innings, five earned runs, had one hit by pitch and three walks this past week. But the bullpen overall has been solid. Uh, a lot of zeros I'm seeing this past week out of the bullpen. Offensively, Tommy Pham's been hot in 308, had two home runs, seven RBIs, stolen base, three doubles, five runs there. Corbin Carroll keeps on hitting. No home runs or extra base hits this past week, but had six stolen bases, two RBIs, uh, with four runs, hitting 350 this past week. Loris Gurriel had a home run, two RBIs, two doubles, three runs. Cattell Marte keeps on hitting. I think he has definitely been overlooked this year. He has a home run, a triple, two doubles, Three RBIs, four runs there. Al Thomas has been better. Overall, the offense has been solid, especially those top guys, those top four or five guys in the lineup. The Baltimore Orioles are the best team in the American League. They're sitting with a 90-52 and 52 record, 7-3 and three in their last 10. Had a three-game set at L.A. They swept them there. Then they took two out of three at Boston. It's just been great performances for the Orioles on both fronts. Kyle Bradish went six innings, four hits, two earned runs, nine Ks, and no walks in the day in the 11-2 win there at the Boston Red Sox. They obviously won 10-3 at L.A. Been going six solid innings. Pitching's been there for them. It's been consistent. Their offense has been good too. Ryan McKenna continues to shine. Uh, I almost said Jose Bautista, but Felix Bautista could still pitch in the 2023 season, maybe down the line or even the postseason. Jack Flaherty has not looked good for the Orioles ever since they acquired him. And John Means is set to make his long awaited debut, I believe, tomorrow. It's been a long time. We all for, kind of forgot maybe about John Means. Yeah, the Orioles back when they weren't really not necessarily that great, but definitely not great with them now. If there's a healthy John Means going into the postseason alongside this rotation that they had, and John Means is able to perform the way that he did, oof, this Orioles team is even that much more scarier. So they got to get some guys healthy. They got to continue to cook on the offensive side, and the pitching are doing just fine. There's no reason why they shouldn't be 90 and 52. It's going and continuing moving forward. Yeah, this team's been great, and they're all doing with the younger guys. I mean, these young guys are coming up from performing. On the pitching side, they 
aren't the best, biggest name pitchers, but they all keep them in the games. Uh, and with this offense, it's just a matter of time of when they're going to go off. Kyle Bradish, six or, six innings, two earned runs, nine strikeouts, got to win there. Kyle Gibson, six innings, three earned runs, three strikeouts, got to win. Dean Kramer went forward, two-thirds, scoreless, five strikeouts there, no decision. Grayson Rodriguez has been a lot better as of recent, uh, especially since the call-up, uh, the recall-up just a few weeks ago. Uh, four and a third, two earned, uh, had six strikeouts there. Fujinami's been solid out of the pen. He has a save and a win this past week, three and two-thirds, four Ks there. Cole Irvin uh, is now coming out of the pen, three and two-thirds there. Did a lot of one home run, not earned run, so I'm kind of confused on how this whole situ- how the, how the whole stat line is. He has three runs total, no earned, but one home run, four strikeouts. Flaherty keeps on getting hit around, though. That is the one down – Big downspot in the lineup uh, that who they acquired this uh, past trade deadline. Uh, went ending a third, four there, a home run, three strikeouts. But off inside, Aaron Hicks has been solid since signing uh, with the Baltimore. Paying 500 this past week, a home run, eight RBIs, one double, four runs. Hayes has been solid. Santander has been solid. He's in 368 this past week. Gunnar Henderson's been on fire. Uh, had a home run, triple, th- two doubles, four RBIs, three runs there. Ramon Urias has been good. Mountcastle has been solid. O'Hearn, Rutschman, Westberg all have home runs this past week as well. Same with James McCann, who has two. The Cubbies are 77 and 67, five and five in their last 10 contests. Had a three game set versus your San Francisco Giants and swept them, absolutely destroyed them in that series. Then they had a four-game set against the Dimebacks at home. They lost first three and won the final game there. Jordan Wicks has looked phenomenal. A 3-0 record, 2.16 ERA. Kyle Hendricks did get a win yesterday, which was huge for them as well. Um, as mentioned, Jordan Wicks absolutely shoved there against your Giants. So good to see there for multiple reasons. Their offense was good. Belly continued to hit a home run. Morale looks great. Um, there's just a lot of things clicking for the Cubbies this week. And if you're a Cubbies fan, you got to be excited. You're sitting with a 77 and 67 record and currently second in the wild card spot right now. So a lot of expectations for the Cubbies moving forward. Justin Steele has been phenomenal. Um, if they, I don't know the, the deal with Marcus Stroman, but if they're able to get him back the way that Wicks, uh, Hendricks at times, Steele and the starting rotation has been, it's a, a great opportunity for success. Yeah, this team's been hot. I got to see it firsthand uh, in that series against the Jades. Uh, this team's r- the real deal. I mean, uh, they weren't really buyers this past trade deadline. They weren't sellers, and I think it was a good thing they weren't sellers. And they're doing still doing all this without Marcus Stroman, uh, who did have that rib injury. I believe he did just throw a pen recently. Uh, so there's high optimistics that he should be back maybe the last two weeks of the season, roughly, uh, or potentially in the playoffs, which would be big for him, especially fresh Marcus Stroman. I know he's still coming off an injury, but his arm would be fresh. Uh, but Kyle Hendricks, two outings. 11, 11 innings, six earned, two home runs, nine strikeouts. Steele was dominant, seven innings, six strikeouts, only one earned. Jordan Wicks, six and two-thirds, two earned, one strikeout there. Tyone, six innings, shutout, nine Ks. Javier Assad's been really good as of recent, five and a third. He did have three earned runs, two home runs, one walk, no strikeouts. Bullpen's been solid. This offense is, that has been insane overall. Seiya Suzuki is looking like the player that they – uh, they thought they were signing uh, out of Japan just a couple seasons ago. In 435, had a stolen base, seven RBAs, a home run, a triple, three doubles, three runs. Nico Horner keeps on hitting two stolen bases, hitting 320, a double, six runs there. Danzy Swanson's been solid, hitting 364, a home run, four RBIs, 
five runs. Cody Bellinger, probably going to, if there were, I don't remember if there is a comeback player of the year. I don't think there is for MLB, but if there was, he's definitely the candidate, should be the front runner. Uh, in 292, two home runs, five RBIs, a stolen base, a double, four runs there. Jan Gomes is hitting. Christopher Morel had a big home run the other night. Also had triple, five RBIs, and two runs. Just overall, everything with this team is clicking right now. Uh, before we go talk about the Cleveland Guardians, just talk about how late that this podcast has been going out there, at least on here on Monday night. Uh, just to put it into perspective what time we're recording this. Uh, for those that don't know, uh, Aaron Rodgers did get carted off the field, which would look like a non-contact injury. So we'll keep an eye on that. He was hobbling to the locker room. I know Jets fans are shitting their pants right now. Anyways, back to the Guardians. Uh, Cleveland Guardians are 68 and 76. They are 4 and 6 in their last 10. Three game set versus the Twins. Lost the first two out of three, of course, right? It's the Minnesota Twins including a 20-6 to loss in that first game. Then had a four-game set at L.A. To make matters worse, they lost 3 out of 4 to L.A., who had gotten swept by the Orioles and the A's. So it has not been good for the Guardians. They've struggled on a lot of different uh, areas. You know, Lucas Giolito did have a good start compared to his recent starts, going seven innings, four hits, four and runs, nine Ks, and no walks in that one start there um, against the Angels, who actually DFA'd him. They also didn't have a good start in their first game, giving up 20 runs as well, with Giolito going three innings, nine runs. So Giolito has been in a lot of losses for them. On the opposite side, though, Bo Naylor, Josh Naylor have been solid. I mean, Tanner Bibby's continued to have been good. Gavin Williams pitched through a rain delay and ended up getting a win. Um, so it's just for the Guardians as a whole, they've basically cemented their fate as far as not making the postseason, at least in my opinion. So we'll see what happens moving forward if the Guardians are able to compete for anything. Yeah, this is definitely a spot where it's interesting for the Guardians because we didn't really know what was going to happen. And it seems like we finally figured out uh, if they're going to be competing for the playoffs or not now. Uh, Bibby this past week had two starts, 12 innings, four and runs there, 12 strikeouts. Did have five walks, got lost there. Giolito and his one start with seven innings, four earned, three home runs allowed, nine strikeouts. Kyle Quantrill, six innings, shutout, six strikeouts. Logan Allen got a win, five innings. Dilla, one earned run, six strikeouts there. Gavin Williams, five innings, one earned run. Had four walks to four strikeouts. Ronaldo Lopez has had three innings and three outings. Uh, Shut out there, four Ks. Class A's, two for three for his last three save opportunities. Still allowed two earned runs uh, with only one strikeout. He's had a decent year this year. He is getting the saves. The ERA is a little bit inflated, uh, giving up a lot more hits than he did last year. Offense side, Jose Ramirez, he needs some help. He needs to get out of there. They need to call up some guys. I don't know what it is. This past week, he's seen 391, two stolen bases, a home run, RBI, two, one double, two runs. I mean, he's been good all year. They just need to give him some type of help. Andres Jimenez is coming around, uh, showing the signs of what he, could, what he can do, what he did last year in 348, two stolen bases, two doubles, two runs. Will Brennan has been solid in 429, had du- stolen base, a double, two runs there. Steven Kwan's been great out of the leadoff spot this year in 300, had five walks, one stolen ba- one strikeout this past week, had stolen base, RBI, two doubles, three runs there. Just overall, his team needs help. Josh Naylor is still hitting. Bo Naylor's coming around. He's looking a lot like his brother uh, as a recent of how well they've been both hitting. The Detroit Tigers are 66 and seven, uh, 77, 7 and 3 in their last 10. Had a three game set at New York where they lost the first two games out of three in that one. Then they moved forward with a series against Chicago, taking two out of three there. 
for the Tigers, it's just been a disappointing year for them. I think it's obvious there. Um, they haven't been playing to their expectations that you'd expect, per se, for the Tigers. And really looking forward, they got to find ways, you know, to help build their future. And they've probably been ahead of schedule in that. Uh, they, you know, have had some success. Matt Manning has um, had a good, I guess, season, but he's been dealing with some injuries. He just recently went back on the I.O. with a broken right foot after getting a 119-mile-an-hour uh, liner off his foot there. Tariq Scoble did go five innings in this one, two hits, no one runs, nine Ks, and one walk on the day. So some good uh, pitching from Tariq Scoble and the Tigers there. Looking forward at the Tigers as well. I mean, they've had a pretty successful campaign with Miguel Cabrera and his final farewell tour. So, been a lot of good things for the Tigers as far as where they're at. But moving forward, they got to find ways to continue to build their team so they're better prepared for the future. Yeah, this team's definitely ahead of schedule. Uh, the pitching has shown uh, the signs there. The offense has definitely started to come around. On pitching, Reese Olsen's been solid. Uh, six and two thirds, two earned, one home run, five strikeouts. Water Rodriguez, six innings, three earned, four strikeouts. Did have four walks as well. Tariq Skubal, five innings, shutout, nine Ks. Alex Fredo has has had up and has ups and downs, four and two thirds, one run off a home run, seven strikeouts there. Uh, Alex Lang has been really solid out of the pen. He's been pretty shut out for most of the season. He's two for two in his last two save opportunities. You mentioned Matt Manning, uh, him exiting game, I believe, with a broken foot is what it is. Uh, one inning, one strikeout there in that in that outing, uh, that short, very short outing, only the one inning. But overall, they are ahead of schedule, and they're still doing this without their first round pick, uh, Casey Mize, who's still out with injury. Uh, on the offense side, though, Kerry Carpenter, one of the more surprising guys, who's been really good for them all year, hitting three forty eight, two stolen bases, the triple RBI, two runs. Matt Verling has definitely turned around. Uh, he was part of, uh, part of a trade, I believe it was the. Uh, Matt or I forgot what trade it was. It's trade with the uh, Phillies uh, there, where they got Matt Verling hitting 500 this past week, a home run, three RBIs, two doubles, eight runs. Torkelson showing why he was the first overall pick just a few years ago. Uh, and his fast track to the majors hitting 318 this past week, two home runs, six RBIs, one double, four run. Andy Ibanez has been solid. Javi Baez still striking out a very high clip, but hitting 286 this past week, no. Uh, no runs, RBIs, or extra base hits. Just being able, to, he's just doing what he's doing. Uh, Miguel Cabrera is getting his at bats here and there, getting a couple of rabies home runs. Parker Meadow hasn't been bad, and Riley Green's also been missing some time. I believe he's missed the last two weeks now at this point. The Los Angeles Angels are sixty-seven and seventy-seven, three and seven in their last ten. More than anything, there was just a lot of news of them and, and transactions. They have recently reinstated Ben Joyce, the legend from Tennessee, and Zach Neto, both from the IL. Rosenberg, Kenny Rosenberg gets his first career win there in the Angels' victory of the Guardians. So good there. Obviously a good series by the Guardians. And um, the Angels did say that they would entertain the idea of a trout trade if he does ask out. Trout's supposed to meet with manager coming up soon. But for them this week, they got swept by the Orioles. They won three out of four versus the Guardians. Just another disappointing week for the Angels as a whole, especially in that Orioles series. And it's been a disappointing year for them. And I think, you know, you can't really hide from the truth from that. It's just been disappointing to see. But, again, the biggest thing with them is now they got to find ways to move forward. If they're able to move forward, then uh, they'll be better off, you know, for it. But we'll see what happens as time goes on here. Yeah, this team with the front office has definitely been managed very, very poorly as a whole. I mean, you had a chance of trading Shohei uh, and getting all the prospects you could have wanted for him. And now Trout potentially going to 
probably most likely asking out and I'm going to be willing to do that. Now you're getting, you are still going to get a good amount of prospects and guys for Trout, obviously, but imagine the haul they could have gotten if they trade Shohei and Trout at the end of the year. I mean, it definitely would have been a restart and definitely would have taken a lot more time, but it probably would have been best for the organization as a whole. But right now, the, Tyler Anderson has stalled outing eight innings, two earned runs off two home runs, uh, four strikeouts there, got a win. Reed Detmers had good outing, six and two-thirds, one earned run, five strikeouts. Griffin Canning, five and a third, three earned, four strikeouts there. Uh, just overall, it's been really weird with this team. I mean, they've had, game Ben Joyce back up uh, is just fun to watch because of how hard he throws all the time. Carlos Estevez hasn't been looking like the closer he's he, as he did before. He's one for two in his last two save opportunities, two earned runs. Uh, it's just basically ever since the All-Star break, he hasn't looked the same. Offensively, Brandon Gritchick has seen 304, a home run, four RBIs, two doubles, three runs. Brandon Dury, a triple, two doubles, three RBIs, one run. Logan O'Hop, he's been solid uh, since coming back from injury, two home runs, four RBIs, one double, three runs. But they have other guys in here like Brett Phillips, uh, Luis Rendifo, Nolan Shanduel has been overall has been good. He's striking out walking at a very similar uh, rate. He also had a uh, scored a run there, but he's hitting leadoff for them. Jordan Adams, one of their former top prospects, also made his debut this past week. Same with Kyron Paris. The Dodgers are 87 and 55, four and six in their last 10. Had a three game set at Miami where they won two out of three, including Pepe at throwing a near perfect game to say. Then they had a three game set at the Nationals. They took two out of three there. For the Dodgers, a pretty solid week. I mean, four and six in their last 10 isn't great. They're still sitting first in the National League West. They've been playing out in all cylinders. I mean, I know Freeman's been productive very. I think he's leading the league in doubles or somewhere up there, but it feels like he's cooled down, especially as of late. Um, guys like Mookie Betts have definitely thrived. James Almond recently hit a home run. This has been good there. Bobby Miller's looked a lot better. Kershaw got a start pushback a little bit, but he's been looking really good as well. Almost if he played more, I would argue that he could potentially be in the running for Cy Young as well. So there's been a lot of things going well with the Dodgers so far. And I guess moving forward with the Dodgers, they got to find ways to continue and, um, I guess, develop their team and, and continue to have a lot of these younger guys that they do in the rotation. Joe Kelly recently started a rehab assignment. So good to see some you know depth in the bullpen best. It'll look good. But the Dodgers just look good overall, and they got to continue that moving forward. Yeah, the Dodgers, they're an interesting situation in with their young guys, especially the starting pitchers. It seems like a lot of them, uh, while their young starting pitchers have all been having forearm or elbow issues, I mean, Dustin Mays, now twice Walker Bueller. I know he had TJ right out of uh, college right after he was drafted, but second round of TJ now. seems like a lot of their young guys have just been, uh, have, has been dealing with uh, forearm or elbow or Tommy John stuff. But Bobby Miller, uh, hopefully he's an exception to that. He's great. Uh, but his last time to get here around in seven innings, five earned runs, eight strikeouts there. Brian uh, Peviot, I mean, he's been great uh, last year, and especially this year he's been shut out. Seven innings, shut out, got a win there, three Ks. Yarborough's been solid as a whole. Uh, made, a, made a start and also a relief appearance, but seven innings, five earned, two home runs, eight strikeouts. This was his worst week. Uh, since becoming a Dodger. Kershaw went five innings, three earned, two home runs, five walks, which is very unusual for him with three strikeouts. Lance Link, he's not getting hit around. He's continuing that trend from his last few starts. Uh, four and two-thirds, eight earned runs, three home runs, three walks towards strikeout. Emmett Shaheen as well is being hit around. 
uh, five and a third, five earned runs, two home runs, one walk, four Ks. Bullpen hasn't been bad. Uh, hitting though, Freddie Freeman, you mentioned he has cooled down a little bit. He's cooled down in a lot with the home runs, but he's still hitting a good amount of doubles. I believe he has over 50 doubles this year. Uh, I think he's probably going to be pushing like 60, 65 potentially by the end of the year. Uh, but hitting 364 this past week, has stolen base, two RBIs, three doubles, five runs. Miguel Rojas hitting 400, triple RBI, three runs. Kike had a home run, five RBIs, two doubles, two runs. J- uh, Chris Taylor has been solid, has two home runs, eight RBIs, two doubles. Jason Hayward had a home run. Max Muncy had two with five RBIs. Jay Martinez had a home run, uh, three RBIs. James Altman, you mentioned two home runs. If anyone's been probably the coldest on the team, it has been Mookie Betts' recently. In his last four games, he's one for 11 with one run, five blocks, three strikeouts, and one uh, stolen base. The Milwaukee Brewers are currently sitting with a 79 and 63 record, five and five in their last 10. And for the Milwaukee Brewers, it's been a pretty solid season. I mean, they've been playing better, especially as of late, currently leading the NL Central right now. Had a three game set at Pittsburgh, lost two out of three, and then one, two out of three at New York. Kind of weird. They threw a no hitter through 10 innings and they ended up losing the game there, which was quite interesting. Um, just a couple notes for the Brewers. First off, Christian Yelich has been day to day with lower back tightness, and they recently called up Josh Donaldson today. I think this was expected, but they recently did call up Josh Donaldson to the major league. So we'll see what kind of impact he's going to be able to make for the Brewers as far as a postseason push. Yeah, that was definitely an interesting situation in New York. I mean, uh, Corbin Burns went eight innings, shut out seven Ks there, uh, no hit. And then I believe it was Devin Williams came in for the ninth inning, no hit them, went to extras, and that's where they lost it. Devin Williams didn't have any safe opportunities either this past week, only had that, only had that one inning with two strikeouts. But Brandon Woodruff has been solid. Uh, all year, he's gone seven innings, last outing, only two hits, uh, shutout with six Ks. Frey Peralta has also been solid as a whole his last few starts. This one was probably his roughest out of but it honestly wasn't that bad. Five and a third, uh, three earned runs, four Ks. Colin Ray hasn't been bad for them all year, four and two thirds, two earned runs, six strikeouts. Wade Miley has been a great number four, number four or five guy in the rotation. He did only go three and two thirds, one earned run, three strikeouts. There, uh, just overall, the bullpen's been solid. The young, they're starting to call up all their young guys. Mark Cannon's been solid, uh, hitting 333. Three RBIs, one run. William Contreras, four runs, three RBIs. Uh, South Rig had a great catch to save part of that no-hitter. I believe it was in the 10th inning. Uh, but he's hitting 300, four, four walks, six strikeouts, triple, double, four runs there. Terrain's been solid. William Domus is hitting a lot more home runs than he did last uh, earlier this season, had two home runs, seven RBIs, a triple, double, three runs there. Just overall, this team's in an interesting spot. Yelich is a little bit down, uh, only 182 this past week. RBI double, two runs there for himself. The Minnesota Twins are 75 and 68, six and four in their last 10. Had a three game set at Cleveland, one, two out of three, and then had a three game set versus the Mets, one, two out of three as well. For the Twins, they've been playing good baseball. I mean, uh, Pablo Lopez had a really good start. Ended up not getting, getting the no decision in that one. Kenta looks good as well. 
And for the Twins, Chris Paddock, for a guy that you know people think is just kind of falling off the radar because of injury, he's in the middle of a rehab assignment, so he should be back there as well. As far as the injuries for the Twins, Nick Gordon potentially is returning. Joey Gallo just hit the IL, and Alex Kirilov is back. So there's going to be a lot of tough roster decisions for the Twins coming up here. What do they do, and how do they progress moving forward as far as their postseason push? And you know, what are the chances that they're going to be able to have success down the line? So we'll go ahead and take a look at the Twins they're moving forward, but they seem to be in a good position at the moment. Yeah, it seems like they are. A lot of their young guys are getting called up, or a lot of those guys who made their debuts the last couple of years are starting to come around. On pitching side, Pablo Lopez had a great start, eight eight innings, no earned. Did have did have two hit by pitches, but had fourteen strikeouts. Sonny Gray, six innings, three earned, one home run, four strikeouts there. Kent Maeda, five and a third, two, two earned, one home run, two strikeouts. Dallas Keuchel, five innings, two earned. Six strikeouts. Joe Ryan, uh, four innings, two earned, three strikeouts there. Bullpen's been solid as a hold. Uh, Yohan Duran is, is one inning, uh, did get a save, two strikeouts there. But on the offensive side, Willie Castro hitting 471 this past week, two stolen bases, triple, a home run, two RBIs, or two doubles, one RBI, five runs. Royce Lewis has, what, three grand slams this year? <laughs> and it seems like that. It's just crazy. Just, whenever you need someone to pinch hit, He's on the lineup. Just make sure it's with bases loaded. Uh, in 278, 381 on base. Has stolen base, two RBIs, two doubles, four runs. We see how good he can be when he is healthy in the lineup. Uh, Carlos Correa this past week had a home run, two RBIs, two doubles, three runs. It's one of those things where they're trying to pull a uh, Trey Turner over there in Minnesota when they uh, gave him a standing ovation, kind of try to help turn his season around a little bit, at least the rest of the season. Farmer hasn't been bad last three games, seeing 500. Kapoor's been solid. Same with Polanco. Uh, Dolphin Solano still has a good amount of hits, hitting 300 uh, this past week. Just overall, everyone seems like they're starting to get healthier for this team, and a lot of the young guys are finally showing up. The New York Yankees are 71-72, and 6-4 and four in their last 10. For the Yankees, they had a three-game set versus the Tigers, took two out of three there. Then lost 2-3 versus the Brewers. As mentioned, they had a really funky game where they were getting no hit through 10 innings and they ended up winning the game there. Garrett Cole had a really good start in that one. It just got completely overshadowed because of the Yankees being no hit through 10 innings. He also had a good start against the Tigers going 6 innings, 8 hits, 1 run, 7 Ks, and no walks. Biggest thing with the Yankees. Yankees, excuse me, especially this past week, which has been their main thing throughout the season, is injuries. Jason Dominguez was off to a great start there in New York. A couple of home runs was looking tremendous. He's down with a torn UCL. I believe he's out for the year. And then Luis Severino out for the year with a strained oblique. So the injuries continue to pile up. Yeah, Severino didn't look great, especially as of late. But, I mean, he is still a veteran pitcher that could have definitely been used. But it's been a lost cause. I mean, Rizzo's been officially out now for the year with his post-concussion symptoms or whatever it was. Um, He's been out since, I think, July or June. So, again, injuries have continued to pile up. And the biggest thing with them is what are they going to do next year? Are they going to be able to ever get back to the World Series? Yeah, I mean, they're not going to compete for anything this year. I think that's clear at this point. Uh, losing Dominguez is big. Uh, I get that he's a hitter. He's not a, he's not a pitcher, so it's like whatever is a torn UCL. We've seen Bryce Harper do it. But it's still going to take time, especially when you want to develop those younger guys, so like calling up uh, Dominguez, and he was hitting a home run like every other day. I was just kind of surprised at how high he was coming out of the gate. But Garrett Cole, as you mentioned, had a really good outing there. Uh, he had two outings this past week, two great outings. Did 13 innings, did allow 11 hits, but only one earned run, 16 strikeouts, no walks. 
Only got the one win there. Clark Schmidt is one outing, six and a third, three earned, six Ks, got a win. Michael King, King five innings, one earned run there, nine Ks. Severino, four innings, two earned runs, one home run, five Ks there. Rodon got absolutely destroyed in his one outing. Five and two, three and two thirds, seven earned runs, one home run, eight hits with only four strikeouts. Wandy Peralta in the bullpen as a whole haven't been the best, but they haven't been the worst. We've seen him play worse, but there's some ups and some downs. Right now, uh, this past week, the Hoss hitters, Osvaro Peraza and Jason Dominguez. Peraza is hitting three, was hitting 316, two RBIs, two doubles, one run. Jason Dominguez had two home runs, three RBIs, a double, three runs. Uh, also has stolen base. Aaron Judge uh, had eight walks to four strikeouts, one double, three RBIs, no R- no home runs, no RBIs. Lemayhu had a home run, two RBIs. Glover Torres had a home run, four RBIs there. Same with Trinkado Stan. He had two home runs with four RBIs, but still only hitting 118. This team definitely needs to build for the future, but a lot of their young guys aren't getting daily at bats, so it's hard for them to be able to really help the team, but also be able to develop when they're trying to give all these other guys who they owe a lot of money to at bats. The Pirates are 66 and 77, six and four in their last 10, had a three game set versus the Brewers, took two out of three, had a three game set at Atlanta, lost two out of three. The Pirates has been a disappointing year for them. Uh, obviously, I talked about Oviendo and his uh, little skirmish there with Acuna. Brian Hayes was really upset after a missed call as well. So they just seem to be depleting themselves. They're trying to rebuild. They had a really good start to the year. Everyone knew it was fraudulent, and that proved to be the case. And it's been kind of weird to see that. And, and, and just kind of as a whole, their offense hasn't been too great. They were able to beat the Braves 8-4, to four, though. Um, so they were able to score some runs and beat Milwaukee two out of three times. But just a dismal season, and they're in that rebuild phase. Guys like Paul Skeens hopefully getting called up sometime soon for them. So see what can happen in the future, but they show at least spurts of having success, which is huge for them. Yeah, I mean, if anything, they're a little bit – it seemed like they're ahead of schedule to start out the year. Uh, obviously, showing what – it has been recently. O'Neill Cruz has been out all season. Paul Skeen seems like someone who could definitely uh, make his debut next year. I believe they did shut him down for the rest of the season uh, in the minors, if I'm not wrong. Uh, on the pitching side, though, Luis Ortiz went five and a third, one earned run. No strikeouts of two walks there. Mitch Keller got hit around his one start, five innings, 12 hits, eight earned runs, two home runs with four strikeouts. Andre Jackson also got hit around. Uh, well, let's hit around more. Just walked everyone. Four and a third, six earned runs off of uh, five walks and three hits. Thomas Hatch uh, made two appearances, four innings, no earned four Ks there. Juan Alvarado, uh, three and two thirds, nine hits, three earned runs, four strikeouts there. Uh, David Bednar did get a save. Uh, made two appearances with four with four strikeouts. Offensively, though, Brian Reynolds hitting four twenty one. Home run, three RBIs, two doubles, five runs. Uh, G1 Bay is hitting 302 RBIs, a triple, double, three runs. Uh, Cabrian Hayes has been solid. Uh, has been hitting a lot better. Had a home run, two RBIs, two doubles, five runs there. Did show his displeasure via Twitter on the umpires, <laughs> as you mentioned. Uh, Jack Swinski, a guy I, I really like for the Pirates uh, for the next few years, uh, had a home run, five RBIs, two doubles, two runs. Miguel Andohar, uh I don't believe made a season debut, but got recalled up from the minors in three games, hitting 400, two RBIs, one double, one run. Uh, they have all their younger guys up right now. I know Henry Davis is out with an injury, I believe. 
uh, I forgot the second baseman that they had is up uh, is now out for an injury. Nick Gonzalez, but they have other guys like Puero, Andy Rodriguez, uh, Williams. There's other guys like that that are uh, being able to get time in the majors and definitely building for the future. I think they have a really good future in the minors right now. Mariners are 79 and 64, 3 and 7 in their last 10, lost 2 out of 3 at Cincinnati, won only the first game against the Tampa Bay Rays, 1 to 0 behind Luis Castillo's performance. For the Seattle Mariners, they, you know, have been struggling on the three game losing streak. George Kirby <laughs> definitely caused some issues. He gave up a game had a home run that said he didn't want to be out there. That was kind of interesting. Castillo pitched really well, though. Uh, they've definitely been struggling a little bit as of late, which is going to happen. Like, Julio Rodriguez has continued to be phenomenal for them. Logan Gilbert goes five and a third, seven hits, three and runs, two nine Ks, and two walks on the day. So all in all, you got to be pleased with how they've been playing. I mean, they're currently sitting right now as the final wild card team, and like I said, they're the current final wild card team right now. There's definitely a lot of room for improvement. So the biggest thing with them is how are they going to adjust and they're going to be able to adapt and overcome um, as time goes on. I do believe they will be. So again, it's just curious to see what happens here and um, what successes they're going to be able to have down the line. Yeah, I mean, this team and organization these last few years have definitely turned it around. Uh, you mentioned Castillo's start was great there. Six innings shutout. Did have four walks, but also eight Ks. Logan Gilbert, he's been up and down. Uh, he did get a win here in the five, going five and a third, three earned runs, nine strikeouts. George Kirby, six and a third, uh, is one outing, four earned runs. Obviously, the one home run they showed us his play for being out there for. Uh, six strikeouts there. Bryce Miller has had up and ups and downs this season. Ten innings, six earned runs, four hit by pitches with two walks, nine Ks. Uh, bullpen as a whole has been all right. They've definitely give up a few home runs in the bullpen, a lot more than you'd like to see. Uh, this offense, though, with Julio uh, heating back up, it's been great. Teoscar Hernandez also, uh, he had a home run, two RBIs, a triple, or sorry, a double and three runs, but Julio. Uh, had four home runs, six RBIs, six runs. Uh, Kyle Raleigh's been solid. He has two home runs, two RBIs, four runs there. Eugenio Suarez has been good. Same with J.P. Crawford. Uh, just as a whole, there's been a lot of up and down. They have a lot of young guys uh, like uh, Ken Zone, who's been coming off the bench and has been hitting decently when he is coming off the bench. Same with uh, Kate Marlowe. The Texas Rangers are 78-64, and 3-7 and seven in their last 10. It has not been great for them as of late. They started from the top, and now they're at the bottom right now. They had a three-game set versus the Astros and got absolutely crushed. They lost 13-6, 14-1, 12-3. Uh, got the best of Scherzer in that rematch there, the Detroit Tiger Legends. They also lost the first game against Oakland, so they were on a little four-game losing streak. Not a good start there. Finally won the last two there. I mean, Seaman... Um, Simeon, good gosh. Simeon and Seager were effective on the offensive side. That's good. Avaldi recently got back. He didn't have a good first start, barely pitched in a second start. So we obviously knew that, and their pitching definitely struggled. But their pitching is their strength, or one of their strengths, I should say. And so getting everyone back and healthy is going to be crucial for them. And, yeah, their offense definitely tried to help. It was pretty irrelevant there in the Astros series, but tried to help. And, they did the best that they could, in all honesty. So, got to be pleased that they're still in the position that they're in. They obviously aren't, you know, now. Um, they are currently sitting a half game out of the wild card. But, for, again, for how bad that they've been playing, you got to be pleased that they're still at least in it at the moment. Yeah, they were off to a hot start, and they've been – they played really well. Uh, it just doesn't help that 
the Astros are right there uh, with them, and then how hot the Mariners have been, basically been the best team since, if not the best team since the All-Star break. Uh, Jordan Montgomery is one outing, went five and two-thirds, still off five earned runs, two home runs, six Ks there, got the loss. Dane Dunning, five and a third, nine earned runs, three home runs, off 11 hits, two walks, four Ks. Nathan Valdi, three and two-thirds, four earned runs, two home runs, three walks to four Ks. Andrew Heaney had a good good outing, a short outing, only three and two-thirds. Or sorry, not uh, he came in after Uvaldi. I apologize about that. Uh, but got the win there. Uh, six strikeouts there. Ian Kennedy has been bad. Max Scherzer got hit around, as you mentioned, went three innings, six hits, seven earned runs, three homers, two walks, four Ks. Just as a whole, it's been very disappointing, especially on the pitching side. Uh, it seems like they're out of games before they can even really get into them. Uh, same with John Gray, two and two thirds, four hits, four, three earned runs, a home run uh, in his start. Offensively, though, Marcus Simeon's been hot this past week. He had four, five, sorry, 549, four home runs, uh, six RBIs, two doubles, seven runs with a stolen base. Gloria Tavares hasn't been bad. Nathaniel Lowe, 90 home runs, but he's still hitting 313, uh, four RBIs, and one run. Corey Seager this past week is. It has cooled down, only hitting 158. That was a hole still hitting, I think, right around 330. I something along those lines. But two home runs, three RBIs, one double, and three runs. They also called up Evan Carter, their top prospect, who did uh, hit his first home run today. The Toronto Blue Jays are 80 and 63, 8 and 2 in their last 10. Had a three game set at Oakland, took two out of three. Then had a three-game set of Kansas City. Actually played really well there. Won all three games for them. You know, I, I had said last week with the Blue Jays, it was an important week for them, the fact that they had to win these games, right? You're playing the two worst teams in baseball in the Athletics and the Royals. So being able to win those games was huge. As far as their wild card position, they're currently sitting as, um, you know, the second wild card, a game up of Seattle, and then a half a game and a half up on Texas. So Kevin Gossman looked really good, had a really good start. Chris Bass has had two consecutive starts of eight innings plus, so good to see there for them. And George Springer has been on fire at two home runs in a game. So everything seems to be clicking cylinders for the Blue Jays. And like I said, that was the biggest thing was being able to win those games, and they did. So you got to be extremely happy if you're a Blue Jays fan. And again, they had a little bit of a rough patch, but it seems to be like they're right back in the mix of things and then continuing to move forward in the right direction. Yeah, I mean, definitely moving forward in the right direction is going to be a big thing. Uh, especially on the pitching side. I know Ricky Tiderman, uh, he is not going to be making his debut. I know some people were thinking there's a potential coming off of the bicep issues that he was having. They could potentially make his debut late in, later in the season or potentially for the playoffs. Sam Akmanoa, I believe they shut him down uh, for the rest of the 2023 season. Uh, but pitching side, you mentioned Bassett. Uh, last two innings were great. Kevin Gosman went eight innings, only one earned 10 strikeouts, got a win there. Barrios, seven innings, two earned, seven Ks. Uh, Yusei Kikuchi, five innings, one earned, run off a home run, eight strikeouts. Hinjin Ryu, five innings, two earned, put five strikeouts there. Romano is two for two in his last two save opportunities. Bullpen has been up, has had some highs and some lows. Uh, Chad Green got hit around, same with Trevor Richards uh, in his two uh, bullpen outings. But offensively, it's come together. Kevin Kiermeyer's their uh, hottest hitter, at least for batting average, but did have a home run, triple, double, two RBIs, four runs, and a stolen base run. For how good this lineup is, having Kiermaier being up there, it's a really good sign. Springer, as you mentioned, two home runs, seven RBIs, four runs there, hitting 316. Biggio's uh, heated up, had two doubles, three RBIs, two runs. 
Vladdy had a double, two RBIs, three runs there. Kirk's been all right. Bo Bichette's been pretty cool. He's only playing two games, though, in 250. Two RBIs, one double, and one run. The Washington Nationals are 64-79, and 79, currently fifth in the NL East, 2-8 in their last 10. Again, it's been disappointing for the Nationals, Nationals throughout the season. Excuse me. Uh, last week for them, they had two games versus New York, split there. Then had a three-game set versus the Dodgers, last two out of three. Again, it's been disappointing for them. I guess the biggest thing with them is rebuilding, as we mentioned. I mean, Patrick Corbin was good, and then he was bad again. Mackenzie Gore was eh. Josiah Gray this season has been eh. I mean, they haven't had too many great pieces. CJ Abrams has actually been doing well, especially as of late. Um, obviously, we have mentioned Strasburg. Uh, he retired. So Lane Thomas has been doing good at another home run. He's been looking good. And I, I guess the young guys there for the Nationals are looking good. But it's just been, again, a disappointing season for the Nationals. And they're just in the rebuilding phase. Yeah, I mean, I don't think many people are surprised at the position they're at. Uh, they definitely had some bright spots, though. Uh, guys like uh, Mackenzie Gore and Josiah Gray have both been, like mentioned, meh. I mean, they've been all right. And they've been – they haven't been – great but they haven't been bad and that's i think that's what they're going to be most of their career uh honestly they could be better uh but uh, if they're if this is what you're going to get out of them honestly i would take it they're going to be great uh two three guys probably and what uh if they get a true ace in front of them but if not i mean they haven't been bad as a whole i mean josiah gray was an all-star this year jake irving's been with solid past week as well had when six innings only one earned four strikeouts. Uh, overall, it's been all right. Patrick Corbin, he got hit around uh, for eight or three home runs and four innings. Mackenzie Gore went four innings with four runs, three home runs, four strikeouts there. Uh, just as a whole, pitching's been up and down. There has been many bright spots, and I don't think anyone expected there to be any bright spots. Offensively, though, Jacob Young's been saw it hang 421 this past week. Two stolen bases, three RBIs, three doubles, three runs. C.J. Abrams hitting 500, three stolen bases, a homer and a triple, three RBIs, four runs. Kiva Ruiz uh, had a had a home run, four RBIs, two runs there. Dominic Smith's been pretty solid all year for them. Jamin Nises uh, just kind of just sticking around, a little bit older guy, only in his second year. As a whole, it's been up and down. Carver Keyboom, I believe, made his uh, season debut just last week. Lane Thomas has cooled down, only playing – has played two games, but he's been solid for them all year. The Boston Red Sox are currently sitting with a record that isn't typically what they'd want to be pleased with with a 73 and 70 mark and four and six in the last 10. But again, I mean, they're in a really good division. They're, I guess, somewhat still competing for a wild card spot six games back. And, you know, for the Red Sox last week, they had a three game set at Tampa Bay, lost two out of three, and then lost two out of three versus Baltimore. Two crucial series there against two really good teams. You obviously understand that. But the biggest thing with them in that one was trying to find ways to win and trying to find ways to maybe steal a couple. Because if they were able to steal a couple, then they'd be in a way better position. So, unfortunate there for them. Um, that is something that they do need to address moving forward. James Paxton is out for the season with knee inflammation, which definitely hurts. Brian Bello has been efficient for them. Justin Turner, Devers, and the offensive side have been good. So, there's been some bright spots there. But, again, those last two series against two divisional rivals definitely hurt for them. So with the Red Sox, uh, there's definitely been some ups and downs. On the offense side, it hasn't been uh, the worst. It's definitely been worse early on. But pitching, it's here and there. Brian Bellow uh, had an RA outing, going five innings, three of runs, four Ks there. Uh, 
he's going to be one of their key pieces moving forward, especially with the younger pitchers. Tanner Houck got hit around five and a third, uh, five earned runs, one home run, five strikeouts. Nick Pavetta, four and two thirds, three on. Three earned two home runs, five strikeouts. Uh, Chris Sale got hit around in his four innings for six earned runs, all six hits, two home runs, two walks, five strikeouts. Uh, Cutter Crawford, his start went only three and two thirds, five earned one home run, four walks to five Ks. Their bullpen's been, uh, it has been good. Best has been bad. Josh uh, Winzowski, I believe, is, hasn't been bad. Uh, Garrett Whitlock wasn't bad this week at all. Uh, Kenley Jansen, Made one appearance, didn't record a single out, allowed a home run, th- uh, three three runs, only two run, one walk, one hit, uh, did get the loss in that. Uh, but on, on the offense side, Devers having qu- a quiet year, quietly pretty good year. In 333 this past week, two RBIs, three doubles, four runs. Justin Turner's been solid, but a home run, five RBIs, one double, uh, two runs there. Uh, Kenny Raf- Raphael, Raphael, sorry, uh, this past week, same 385, has stolen base, uh, a double, four runs there, one of the younger guys in their uh, prospects. Uh, Tristan Cassis uh, off to, was off to a really hot start, and then it's kind of cooled down recently, 158, but still has five RBIs, a home run, three runs there. Trevor Story was blazing hot coming uh, back from the minor leagues in his rehab appearances, but this past week came only 200, did have two stolen bases, uh, two RBIs, one double, one run. Just as a whole, it's been up and down. Uh, Masataki Ishida, he's only had one, 167 this past week, two runs. Uh, he's three for his last 18 there. The White Sox are 55 and 88, three and seven in their last 10. Had a three game set at Kansas City, lost two out of three, and then lost two out of three at Detroit. I don't know what much more there is to say about the White Sox. It's been disappointing. There are only two guys in the offensive side that have had. Any type of impact. That's Eloy Jimenez and um, Luis Robert Jr. John and Blake, the other guy for a minute. But, you know, for the White Sox, I guess they're just rebuilding for the future, but they got to also just rebuild their franchise. It's been extremely disappointing for them. This week was no different. They played the two worst teams in the division, lost two out of three times. So, granted, Cole Raggins did shove against them, um, who's been really on fire for them. Clevenger did shove, go seven innings, three hits, no one runs seven Ks and no walks. But, at the end of the day, I mean, they're just playing for pride. And I don't even know if they're playing for pride at this point because of how disgruntled the entire White Sox organization has been as of late. Just disappointing to see and honestly unfortunate to see. But I think there's still hope. There's still an opportunity. They trade a lot of their guys, older guys like Lance Lynn, Lucas Giolito, Ronaldo Lopez, obviously guys like that. So I guess they're in a better position to rebuild, but they got to find a way to rebuild and just adapt and get, like I said, just get rid of this season basically. Yeah, I mean, if I'm a White Sox fan, I wish the season didn't even happen. Uh, between <laughs> what we, between what we thought was going to happen, maybe them just blowing everything up. Maybe it's the year that all these young uh, prospects kind of figure out after it's been a couple years uh, in the making. I just don't know. It's been interesting. It's one of those things like they want to sell, but they didn't really want to sell at the same time. As you mentioned, Clevenger did have good adding seven innings, shutout, seven Ks there. Uh, Tuki Chisant hasn't been bad uh, for the White Sox. Not hasn't been good, no, but uh, he's been doable uh, for what they for where they're at. Six innings, two earned runs uh, with a home run, six strikeouts. Dylan Cease keeps on getting hit and also get hit pretty hard. Uh, five and a third, four earned runs there, three home runs, seven strikeouts. Bullpen hasn't been bad at, uh, overall. Uh, it's definitely a lot more 
uh, hits and home runs as they uh, used to. But on the offensive side, Andrew Vaughn has heated up as recently in 389, uh, two home runs, three RBIs, one double, four runs. Elvis Andrews has been quietly one of the better, more consistent hitters this past week. Yaw Mankata is still hot from that little trend that he had going on just a few weeks ago. Hitting 403 home runs, six RBIs, three runs there. Andrew bantendi has been all right. Oscar Colas has been better since being recalled up for the minors. Had a home run, RBI, three runs, one double. Lou Bob, uh, Luis Robert, has slowed down the home run department, but still had two doubles, two runs, two RBIs this past week. Eloy Jimenez uh, has only played four four of the games, has two hits, one double, uh, two RBIs this past week as well. The Cincinnati Reds are 74-71, and 71, five and 5-5 five in their last 10. The Cincinnati Reds re- recently beat the Cardinals before that lost the first two, and before that lost only one out of three against Seattle. Hunter Green had a really good start um, for the Cincinnati Reds yesterday, going, I believe it was six innings, one hit, four walks, and nine Ks. Just an absolute dominant eye, and that's what you want to see with the young pitchers that they have, like Carson Spears, Andrew Abbott, Hunter Green. You want to see that the Cincinnati Reds were also struggling with their COVID, um, just struggling with COVID in general. So it's nice to see them kind of get back in the mix there and um, – I guess just adjust better and, and just be, you know, being able to actually use guys that they can use to, to play and pitch specifically. Jonathan India recently returned from IL as well. He, uh, that obviously was nice to see he hit a home run in his first appearance there. And then uh, Joey Votto as well hit a home run. So, I mean, they're starting to click things again. It's important for them where they're at because they're currently sitting in the wild card standings right now. Um, you know, I think one and a half games out. So a little bit ways down there. Yeah, I mean, this team's super young, and they're definitely overachieving from what a lot of people think, especially with most them having the most players to make their debuts in a single season. Uh, I believe they said it, and there will be a uh, uh, record for that. Hunter Green's last start showed the promise that everyone believes he can be, uh, or as well as he can pitch with six innings, uh, one run, not earned, nine strikeouts, got the win there. Carter Phillips got hit around four and two-thirds, five earned, two home runs, seven strikeouts. Uh, Leon Richardson, five and sorry, four and two thirds, seven earned, three home runs, four walks to three strikeouts. Andrew Abbott, four innings, six earned, one home run, three RBI, uh, three walks, three strikeouts. Uh, just overall has been the best. Uh, Alexis Diaz did get a win, uh, in his uh, in one of his two appearances, went two innings, no strikeouts, had one hit by pitch, one walk. Uh, bullpen as a whole has been bad while they're big guys like Diaz and also Sam Mole, uh, who they acquired from the A's have both been solid but outside of that it's really just going down to the pitching the offense we've seen that it can be can, can be done there Will Benson's hitting 467 two home runs two RBIs three doubles three runs a stone base Christian and Carnacio Strand hitting 353 a home run, three RBIs, one run. Nuelvi Marte hitting 455, a stolen base, a home run, one RBI, one double, three runs. Spencer Steers hitting uh, 278, had a stolen base, two RBIs, two runs. TJ Friedel has been solid, has two triples this past week, a home run, two RBIs, three runs. Uh, Nixon Zell had a home run hitting 429 this past week. Elie Cruz has definitely slowed down from the hot start he was on. Oh, hitting 105, does have two stolen bases, three walks to four strikeouts, so a better ratio there than what he has had, but only two or two runs. There are no RBIs and no extra base hits. 
The Colorado Rockies are 51 and 91, 2 and 8 in their last 10. To say that they've been playing bad baseball this season would be an understatement. The Colorado Rockies are 2 and 8 in their last 10, as mentioned. It's been absolutely disappointing for them as a whole. And I mean, you'd expect that with the way that the Rockies played. They had a three game series, one, only won the middle game there against Arizona, and then they got swept by the San Francisco Giants. If they got swept by the San Francisco Giants, then you know they must be terrible. Um, but for the Rockies, you know, guys like Kyle Freeland obviously struggled. Um, there's been guys that have made no impact, like Chris Bryant on the offensive side. Elias Diaz has, I think, cooled down, especially as of late. Hunter Goodman's been starting to kind of um, develop a little bit more and more into a better player. And they also extended Yerman Marquez, a two-year deal, reportedly worth $20 million. I always love that these teams, they rebuild and they just extend guys. And I know Yerman Marquez has been there for a period of time, but it's still pretty funny to just kind of see – um, guys like this happen because they obviously know they're in the full rebuild phase. I mean, they're almost to the point of being as bad as, you know, the the Royals or even the athletics for that matter. So it, it's been disappointing for them. And, and like I said, it's just been horrendously bad. And the Rockies got to find a way to just continue to move forward in the right direction. Yeah, they've definitely been one of the more ball the barrel teams like the Twins as well. Uh, <laughs> Kyle Freeland and his last sighting with six innings, two earned runs, two strikeouts. Ty Block had a good start against the Giants as a whole, but gave up back-to-back-to-back home runs uh, as outing five in, five innings, four and three of those three home runs, six strikeouts there. Peter Lampert got hit around five innings, six earned off three home, with three home runs. Chase Anderson got hit around his three and, two, three and a third, six runs there, a home run as well. Uh, overall, I mean, you, this is what you expected out of Colorado. I don't think anyone expected anything any different. And they're starting to call up a lot of the younger guys. All the young guys are also starting to perform. Guys like Nolan Jones, he's had a solid year as a whole. This past week had two stolen bases, a home run, a triple, two R, two doubles, uh, three runs, five RBIs. Uh, Luis Diaz, I think he's had an overrated season, not a bad season, one of his best seasons of his career. But an overrated season uh, this past year. Had a home run, three RBIs, one double, two runs. Brenton Doyle is becoming one of the best center fielders defensively uh, in the league. Uh, and as no surprise there of how well he's able to roam, be out there. It's just I think it's going to be hard for him to get much playing time with some of the guys who they have in the minors. Uh, Hunter Goodman's been really good uh, since being called up to the majors. This past week, he has cooled down hitting 167, but still has two triples, five RBIs, and two runs in five games. Brandon Rogers was recalled up recently. He's been solid. Zico Tavares had a solid season as a whole. And I think that's just what they're going to start doing, start calling up some of these younger guys. I think we're going to see a lot more debuts. And I believe they also just reinstated Chris Bryant. The Houston Astros are 82 and 64, six or six, 82 and 62, excuse me. They're six and four in their last 10 contests. Had a three game series at the Rangers, as mentioned, dominated in that one. Um, as we had, we had seen with you know the 13 to six win, 14 to one win, a 12 to three win. Everything was going good for them. They also won two to three versus the Padres. The run producing was absolutely phenomenal. Um, they were doing a lot of things right. I mean. Jose Altuve recently obviously had three home runs and three straight appearances. That was obviously insane. Tucker hit a two-RBI triple, uh, two-RBI triples, I should say, in the same inning for the Astros. Rafael Montero's been doing good. Um, you know, their rotation's been solid as well. Obviously, Verlander had a good good outing. So the Orioles are just, I mean, the Astros, excuse me, right back in the mix for, for contending for something deeper. They're currently sitting the division leader in that division, and that division is going to come down prior to the final week of the season. So good to see them continuing to move forward there and continue to have success. 
Yeah, definitely moving forward. I mean, Fernando Valdez has been solid. Seven innings, only one earned. Four strikeouts there, got a win. Verlander as well with seven innings, one earned, uh, six strikeouts. JP France has arguably one of, been one of their most consistent pitchers this entire year. I know he got blown up in his start before this last one, but as a whole, he's been solid. Got a win there, six innings, one earned, one home run. Did have five walks to, with five strikeouts. Hunter Brown got hit around this start, uh, his last start, going four and a third, six earned off of one home run, two walks, five strikeouts. Same with Christian Javier, four innings, four earned, uh, one home run, five strikeouts there. Bullpen's been solid. Uh, Presley's one for one in his last, uh, his last single save opportunity that he's had. With four strikeouts, he did make two appearances for two total innings. Uh, overall, bullpen's been solid, but the offense is really where it's been. Jordan Alvarez has heated up, paying 563 this past week, six walks, only one strikeout. Three home runs, eight RBIs, a double, six runs. You mentioned Altuve this entire week uh, has been really good. Had four, has four home runs, six RBIs, uh, six strikeouts. Jeremy Pena has been hanging a lot there, has du- two doubles, eight runs there. Jose Abreu had two home runs, 13 RBIs, two walks to one strikeout, two doubles, and five runs. I think it's the Jose Abreu that they believed that they were getting uh, early this season, and he's finally coming around at the right time. Bregman's been solid at three doubles, four runs there. Michael Brantley is hitting 500 in the last three games with a home run, two RBIs, two doubles. You mentioned Tucker. He had two. He had that triple. He actually had two triples on the week, four RBIs, two stolen bases, uh, one double, and six runs as well. The Kansas City Royals are the first team to lose 100 games. They're 44 and 103 and seven in the last 10. That's basically all you need to know from the Royals. Other than the fact that Cole Raggins looks like a Cy Young winner already. I mean, he's looked phenomenal for the Royals throughout this entire season. But, again, for the Royals, it's been disappointing. And I say this every week, so there's no point adding anything more further with that. Yeah, I mean, disappointment is the only thing you can really talk or say about this team. They tried out Granke coming out pen. That didn't work. But he came out the pen. He only went three and two-thirds, four and runs a home run with four strikeouts. Cole Raggins, though, he's been great since coming over uh to the Royals uh from I believe it was the Rangers. Five and two thirds, two earned runs. Did have six walks, but still had six strikeouts. Uh on the offense side, while their younger guys have been forming a lot better. Obviously Bobby Witt, he's been insane uh since the All Star break. This past week has cooled down a little bit paying one ninety beside two stone bases, two RBIs, three doubles, uh two runs. Drew Waters has quietly had a really good uh career. Uh, and pretty solid season. He doesn't have the highest batting average on the season, but he's not, he's put up good numbers. He had 308, a stolen base, a, du- a double this past week. Uh, Salvador Perez hitting uh, for a better average, hitting above 200 finally, it feels like, uh, with two, two RBIs there. There's really isn't much to talk about this team. Michael Massey, MJ Melendez have been all right, but it's just been definitely a rebuild for – the next few years because their minor league system isn't much better than the major league system, major league team right now. Another team that's been bad is the Oakland Athletics. They're 44 99, 5 and 5 in their last 10. For the Athletics, though, they've been making some noise. They swept the Angels, which again just put the, the cherry on top for the Angels season. Um, they had done that last week. This week, they took one out of three against Toronto and one out of three at uh, the Rangers. For the A's, I think their biggest storyline has been Zach Giloff. Even Tyler Soderstrom, for that matter, had a home run yesterday. Bent Rooker smashed a home run. Um, you know, so their offense has been good, but uh, their pitching has not been, and, and that's one of the reasons why they're about to be at 100 losses and join once again right next to the Kansas City Royals. 
Yeah, I mean, th- there's been some bright spots here. Pitching side, there has been bright spots. Mason Miller as a whole uh, made appearance, didn't make a start, but went two innings, three strikeouts there. Uh, Sean Newcomb was solid for them in his one start, four innings, uh, shutout, one hit by pitch, two walks, five Ks. J.P. Spears was solid in his last outing, five innings, uh, one earned, three Ks there. Ken Waldeshuk, six innings, shutout, three Ks. So they've shown some bright spots on the pitching side uh, and all and hitting, but as a whole, I mean, it's just been disappointing. I don't think anyone else has expected anything better. But Zach Geloff keeps on hitting. I mean, he's hitting 300 this past week, had a home run, two RBIs, two doubles, three uh, runs there. Esther Ruiz is coming back uh, this past week from injury. He has had two stolen bases, hitting 333, a home run, two RBIs, one run there. I mean, ha- they showed some promises. Shay Lingaliers has been solid all year. They have guys like Sodestrom, who's definitely been disappointed since making his debut. He did have a home run, though, this past week. Lawrence Butler hasn't been the best either. They just have some guys who are, who are getting to the age where they need to start making their debuts, but it has taken them time to be able to even develop or even have any type of success in the majors as of recent. The New York Mets are 65-77, and 5-5 five and five in their last 10. Again, a team that's been extremely disappointing. They have definitely been even more disappointing than the New York Yankees. They had a three-game set against Seattle. They actually took two out of three. That was uh, earlier. That was a series that was big for them. They also took on Minnesota. They lost two out of three against Minnesota. That was just that was that was supposed to happen because it was the Minnesota Twins. But no one else serious is there. Uh, they had the Seattle series before, and then they also had Washington two games set this week, and they split there. So for the Mets, what more can you say? I mean, Pete Alonso has been mashing the ball every game. Cota Sengas looks phenomenal for them. Um, he's been one of the guys. Those guys have been the bright spots. CJ Stewart as well. Um, Show Walter, it's kind of funny that he's been – I mean, look at this team. I mean, Lindor is on the team. Carrasco, I believe, got moved for the bullpen. He hasn't been doing good. Alonso has been doing good. And, again, just the Mets have just been a disaster in, in, all, in all words. I guess you can say the best way to put it is they've been a disaster. And, they got to do some serious the changes next year because they have a lot of guys even on their team now that can still compete for something. and it just hasn't been the case for them. Yeah, I mean, disaster is going to be the big word there. I mean, uh, you had the highest payroll. You thought Everyone thought they were going to win the World Series. I thought a lot of people thought it was a no-doubter, and now they're looking like one of the worst-ran teams in the league. Uh, Pitching-wise, uh, Quintana had a good outing, seven innings, one earned four Ks. Uh, Kodai Singh has been solid all year, six innings, two earned one home run, uh, five strikeouts. McGill went five innings, shut out with two Ks. David Pearson went six innings, three earned eight Ks there. Uh, just as a whole, it's been really weird, really routine. The bullpen has sucked, but the starting pitchers have actually been solid this past week. Uh, on the offensive side, Lindor's hitting 333, the home run, four RBIs, a stolen base, three doubles, four runs. So he's been good. He's been a lot better than what he was earlier this season. Nimmo's been still solid out of the leadoff spot. He does have three home runs, three RBIs, a double, and five uh, runs hitting leadoff. Ronnie Mauricio, they finally called up uh, this past week, hit five games, hitting 222, a stolen base, uh, an RBI. I believe he hit – like his first, his first team was like 116 mile per hour hit, just a line drive over the right to his head. Pete Alonso, you mentioned, has been mashing, still hitting for lower average at 200, but did walk four times to two strikeouts. 
two home runs, three RBIs, a double, uh, three runs there. Alvarez has had a really good year, had a home run, three RBIs, a stolen base, a double, and run there. Uh, Beatty has been bad. McNeil uh, has been bad. I mean, he's meant to be hitting for a lot, high, a lot higher average than power, and he's only hitting 111. J.J. Stewart had a home run, three RBIs. He needs to pay for those diapers. But yeah, just as a whole, it's been very disappointing and underwhelming year. The Padres also have been underwhelming. They're 67 and 77, 5 and 5 in their last 10. In a three game set versus Philadelphia, lost two out of three, then lost two out of three at the Houston Astros. Again, it's been disappointing. Uh, their pitching did definitely let them down in both series. I mean, except the one game against Philadelphia where they were able to win 8 0 and then Houston 11 2. But they've been doing some injuries. Gary, Fracture, or Gary Sanchez and G Man Troy have had fractures. They also said they're not expected to bring back Blake Snow, at least at the moment, which is kind of interesting because Blake Snow has been the potential Cy Young winner for them, and he's been kind of giving them hope. Hayner has felt like he's not had a save opportunity in two months because they never have a save opportunities anymore. Um, it's just been a disaster year for them, and I thought they had a glimmer of hope, but that glimmer of hope now is officially gone and dead to rights. Yeah, there was a point where it was like, oh, shoot, the Padres may turn it around and become a contender and may make the playoffs this year, but it doesn't seem like that at all anymore. As you mentioned, Snell, he's been great all year, or maybe not all year, but like as of recent, as a whole, I mean, he's dropped his ERA down to, I believe, like a 2-5. Uh, but his last outing, six innings, two earned runs, eight strikeouts. Uh, Matt Wardon, or Walder- Walderon, uh, five innings, four earned, one, kit, one home run, only one strikeout. Uh, Lugo got hit around for six earned and four and a third. Michael Walker didn't have the best start, four innings, three earned. Rich Hill uh, came out, made a bullpen appearance, went three innings uh, without allowing an earned run, two, two runs to score. Didn't have a hit by pitch and two walks. It just seems like this team is – it's very interesting. I mean, as you mentioned, Hayter. Hayter didn't even pitch a single inning uh, this past week, and he's the best closer in the league. Uh, statistically and just in general, no one wants it against him. Bogarts has been hitting better, hitting 350, a home run, two RBIs, a stolen base, three doubles, five runs. Jerks and Profar is now back on the Padres in two games, hitting three, 750, has a walk, a home run, two RBIs, a double, one run. Uh, Luis Pisano, uh, one of their catching prospects who's been up and down the last couple of years, five RBIs, three runs. Machado, two RBIs, one run, three runs, one art double. Uh, Soto's only hitting 176 past week. RBI double, three runs, four walks, stolen base. I mean, it's been bad as a whole. Gary Sanchez uh, hasn't been good. Uh, May Machado has been good. Hassan Kim, the most reliable player, seems like all year. He is, he's down. Uh, Tatis is hitting .063. He's won for his last 16. It was a home run, but even then, I mean, you're supposed to be the star player, and he's, you're hitting under 100. And last but not least, or maybe least, the San Francisco Giants are 73 and 74 and 6 in their last 10. San Francisco Giants right now are currently sitting out of the wild card spot at one and a half games back, half game or game back behind Miami. For the Giants, they had swept Colorado, which was needed, and then obviously got swept by Chicago before that. 
you know, a little bit disappointed there for the Giants. You'd obviously expect them to, you know, where they were at earlier on in the season have success. Logan Webb to pick up the loss goes six and two thirds, five hits, three and runs, four Ks, and one walk. But it also didn't help the fact that Justin Steele pitched phenomenally in that one. Then he came back and pitched really effectively against the Rockies, going six innings, three hits, no one runs, four Ks, and one walk. He's been consistent. They also have recently brought up Kyle Harrison, Alex Cobb. I mean, he's had a pretty good season. Um, I think he kind of got overshadowed, especially by his near no-hitter. And their offense has really just done enough. I mean, in the Colorado Rockies series, it was great on both sides, hitting and pitching. And this is a team that, again, is kind of like right in the mix there. I wouldn't say you'd expect them to do well, but they've been competing with a lot of the teams in the National League and have a three-game series coming up here with the Guardians and then taking on the Rockies for four, which are pivotal games that they should win and be right back in the wild card mix moving forward. Yeah, the Giants being one and a half games out, these next two series, as you mentioned, against the Guardians and also the Rockies are must-win series. I mean, you can only afford to drop maybe one or two games between those two series. And they're definitely against teams who you can definitely win against. Uh, Logan Webb in his last outing had a much better outing than the one before. Six innings, shutout with four Ks there. Keaton Wynn went six innings, three or nine Ks. Kyle Harrison went five innings, and no decision there. Five hits, three runs, uh, three earned runs, one home run, two walks to five Ks. He's been striking out everyone, but he's also been giving up a long ball. I believe he had uh, so far in his three or four starts at this point, he's already allowed, I want to say, four home runs around that line. Ryan, Ryan Walker has been, definitely been solid uh, out of the pen, also making those uh, opener starts, uh, four and a third, one earned run, five Ks. Uh, Junis has got hit around. Camille Duvall is two for two in his last two save opportunities. Dan Lau earned run with four strikeouts. But outside of that, everyone else is beginning to hit around. Uh, Manaya, both Rogers twins, Alex Wood, Brebbia, Scott Anderson, and Luke Jackson all beginning to hit around for a lot more than what they have been all year. Uh, Cobb is definitely was overshadowed uh, early on. I think he had pretty. He was having a really good season, and then he had that near no hitter, and then after that, he got hit around a decent amount. This past week, though, Luis Matos is hitting 500, two RBIs, two doubles, three runs. Mike Yastrzemski is hitting 615, last four games, a home run, four RBIs, three doubles, five runs. J.D. Davis, three, two, sorry, two home runs, four RBIs, three doubles, five runs. Wilmer Flores has a solid year as a whole, uh, two home runs, four RBIs, uh, one double, four runs. Jock Peterson hitting 317 at a home run, three RBIs, two runs. Uh, three runs there, two doubles. Had a shot at two home runs. Mitch Anger as two home. As a whole, the the Giants are putting up numbers, especially all those guys in the middle of the order. It's just that the bullpen and some of those other guys who make some spot starts have definitely been hit, getting hit a lot harder than what they've been used to. Well, there you have it. Thank you guys, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to another episode of The Truth. I hope you guys did enjoy it. If you guys did, make sure you follow The Truth on Twitter at The Truth as one to stay up to date with the latest information regarding The Truth, including podcast dates, podcast uploads, and other important information to value. Another long show here, but I hope you guys do enjoy. We got a couple of NFL podcasts coming up as well, and the NBA starts next week for our podcast as well, so make sure you guys stay on the lookout for that. Until next time, I'm your host, one you love the most, Niall Heston, joined once again by AJ Ponciano. Take care, and good night.